Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Rice is wide to the far side. Wilson takes a snap. Three-man rush. Looking, scrambling. Now he's going to roll. Now he's going to stop and set. Back at the 40, lets it fly to the end zone. Going to give this guy a chance. Going up, coming down. Does he come down with it? Does Golden Tate have it? He's in the end zone. He has. Oh, my God, he's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Just isn't fair. Oh, Biggs is right. I'm never going to get out of here. Is there anything I might do to him? No, not unless you can alter time, speed up the harvest, or teleport me off this rock. I don't think so, sir. After further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. You've got to be You've kidding, be kidding me. me. That's unbelievable. Not true. That's impossible. There could be many bizarre things <laughs> that we will do in the fantasy cantina today. That was great. Nothing will top what you just heard. That Jason Smith, great. Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live here at the NFL Network and NFL.com. It's the fantasy cantina, which means anything goes. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682 is your phone number. We're answering your questions. We're getting through big news items in the National Football League. And, guys, let's kick things off with this, something we didn't think we'd be talking about after week three. Perfect place in the cantina. Is there any way, not just this week, because you can't do it this week, but is there any way you can play Chris Johnson going forward? Can you put Chris Johnson in your I'm lineup? Like, I think I, some people almost have to. Texans this week. I know. And then no going forward. No way. I know. No way. I, I can't. Because I mean, who, who are you going to play if you're... Anybody. Anybody? Al- Alfred Morris. So you'll play Malcolm Floyd. Bilal Powell. I'll play Bilal Powell at my flex. It's like playing the same guy. I'll play, I'll play Cedric Benson over... Well, no, I mean, that's... Yeah. CJ. But a lot of people don't have that option. But there's there's options where if he you know, turned into a flex, you, there's there's better options you have on your bench than Chris Johnson right now. You don't think people have some people have Cedric Benson sitting on their bench? I mean, where does Cedric Benson go in drafts? I mean, we think of him now as a lead back because he's been playing. Let but, me give you a scenario in one of my leagues. Okay. Chris Johnson was my first round pick, late first round pick. 
my backs, I have Ahmad Bradshaw, who's hurt, um, Ryan Williams, Alfred Morris, and Jonathan Stewart, and Mark Ingram. And Ingram's garbage. They don't even play him. I have to play Chris Johnson. I have to. But why would you think that, that my no wide one receivers have... are stacked, but I have to play Chris Johnson? I'm curious why you would think no one would have Cedric Benson on, on no, their bench. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that they don't. Uh, there's a there's 30 million fantasy leagues yeah, out there. Yeah, I was going to say. I've, but you I'm saying make a trade not fabs. everyone you has running that. Back bad. Not everyone has that. That's the issue. But here's but here's the thing is people think Chris Johnson is Chris Johnson. Here you had a week where he threw his offensive line under the bus. If this wasn't going to motivate anybody, nothing would. They scored 44 points. In a game in which they scored 44 points, Chris Johnson ran for 26 yards. He's got, what, 55 yards rushing on the season? He's terrible. There's plenty of better guys out there. I'd play Anquan. you got Anquan Bolden on your team. i play him in my flex. i play Jonathan Stewart if he's healthy in my flex. So at least you know, all right, these guys can at least give me that. It's unbelievable how bad he is. It's and amazing. I, think, I mean, he was your top-rated running back. We I all, know. We all thought. I feel awful. We all thought that he was going to be better. Right? I got I got a good one for you, too. Before we went to break, you asked me, who would I play Ponder over? Mm-hmm. I'd play Ponder over Cam Newton at Atlanta. Really? I would. That should be your bold prediction for Sunday. Show. I yeah. would. Save that for this week. That should be your bold prediction. If it's I was not, the only one that got a bold prediction right this week. We were terrible. Hey, 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 hey. I said humble Darren brag. McFadden. Hang on. That's not a humble brag. I said we were terrible, and I barely got mine I right. said Darren McFadden would be a top five fantasy running back. He was number six. You were wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> fact, well, you were wrong. Sorry. Wrong. Enjoy the 17 <laughs> fantasy points he got. Your 18 <laughs> fantasy points, what it was. Sorry. Okay, I'm okay with being wrong on that. But, yeah, bold prediction is something we do every Sunday on NFL Fantasy Live. It's on Red Zone Channel. Or it's on NFL. It's on Red Zone. Get it right now. Time Warner, in case you missed that big news this week. NFL Network now on Time Warner, so you get it there. 8.30 to 10 Pacific time, 11.30 to 1. We get you set for every snap that you need to know about for Sunday. We make bold predictions like you heard Elliot talk about right there. Let's get to Luke in Virginia. Luke, you got a trade question. What do you got, sir? Team PPR been offered Jimmy Graham for Alfred Morris and Danny Amendola, a currently roster uh, pitta tight end. So, first of all, Luke, I want you to know I saved your call for the cantina because we got to talk to Luke during the fantasy cantina. Graham for Amendola and Alfred Morris. Fabs? Mm. I, look I at can't you. do it. You're not, you're not happy. I can't do it. No. I can't do it. No. Can't do it. This is, Luke, I think this is the, the guy offering you this trade trying to say, let me see what I can give up to get Jimmy Graham. Let me see if I can take two guys I grabbed off the waiver wire That's right. and turn them into Jimmy Graham. That's right. Luke, remember when you were in the Dagobah system <laughs> and <laughs> and Yoda Yoda sent you around the corner to go confront your fears, so you went out there in the woods. It was dark. It was muggy. Snakes. Snakes. You know. Lizards. Crickets on HGH. And HGH on Dagobah? Yeah, wow, there there was Darth Vader, and you thought you took him out, and then you looked inside the helmet. What did you see? That's what's going to happen if you make this deal. Don't do it, Luke. Luke, yeah, comma, don't do it. <laughs> Keep him. I would get Graham. Oh, you would get Graham. Oh, you're getting I Graham. I would get Graham, yeah. Well, then okay. never mind. So you're the one who's doing the screw job oh, on yeah, somebody else. Never yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, the other guy wants Why to do it. Why didn't you say that? Then, then pick up the emperor and throw him down the down the pipe there. Shaft. Shaft. Down, down the, the pipe. Shaft. Yeah. Or the shaft. Give With this the... other trade partner the shaft. You bet. 
Get Graham. <laughs> Absolutely. All's fair in love and fantasy yeah. football. Bob's you're darn skippy. You know, look. And, and by the way, hold on. Uh-huh. i got to circle back. Sure. i got to circle back. Yeah, you're, you do a lot of circling today. I do. Go ahead. I do, because I space, and then mm-hmm. I come back to it. Yeah. Chris Johnson. I went to one of my favorite little sports bars the other night. Bartender hands me his cell phone goes, I have no idea what to do at running back. So I went on. I said, can I? I didn't know how to use the. He wasn't using the best platform, which is NFL.com. I didn't know how to use the platform he was on. So I go, show me how to get to your waiver wire. He does. Ryan Williams is sitting there. I picked up Ryan Williams for him. Check your waiver wire. See if the kid is on there. I think Ryan Williams will be the number one guy on the back half of the schedule. Did you get a free drink? I always do. Oh, okay. Wow, look at you. All right. You know why? Why? Because it's the same bar that I go in and play Stratego on my iPad. You play Stratego? You go go to a bar to play Stratego? It was not Ping Taco. That's your favorite place. Really, you play Stratego on your iPad Mm -hmm. in a bar? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's I went in there a few weeks ago. (laughs) I went in there a few weeks ago. It was about a month and a half ago, and I was really tired. I was going to do a little research. And but instead, I, you played Stratego. <laughs> so I played Stratego. What, what, what a great break that must be from your regular life, playing yeah. Stratego indoors at yeah. home. So <laughs> so there are two cute girls across the bar. This is the truth. And I hear the bartender say my name. I look up, and he goes, yeah, these girls want to know what you're doing on your iPad. I said, well, I'm, I'm playing Stratego. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, I handed it to him. So he handed it to the girls. So one of the girls tried to figure out how to play it. So they called me over to explain. So I explained to her how you don't ever want to get your spy killed in the Stratego. you got to protect your spy. It's great. Fabs, how would that work for you and I? If she you took and me I to Disneyland to for it. Listen, uh, you, you were playing Stratego on your iPad in a bar, and you wound up getting a girl to take you to Disneyland. Yeah, it was great. Never been to Disneyland. It was really great. Except we didn't get to go on the Matterhorn, which really was disappointing. Line <laughs> was too never long. been to Disneyland? I'd never been. How can you say you're disappointed if you had all these years living in Southern California? Because it looked cool. I liked all the fake snow on it. It looked like where the angels play, except better. Uh, (laughs) I've never been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. I've never been to Disneyland. Never been to Disneyland? Not here. Really? No. I go like five times a year. Because my daughter likes to go. Yeah, she's a kid. Yeah. But Disneyland, wow. This is gone. See, this is what happens in the Fantasy Cantina. 888-XM-FANTASY. 888-XM-FANTASY. Conversations start with Monday Night Football and... And you know, wind let's up, talk Monday night like football. Let's talk Monday night Monday football. football. Okay, here's from the game last night. We talked last hour about holding on to Aaron Rodgers, right? Now being concerned about it, but it's more like a watch thing right now because Rodgers is really disappointed the first three weeks. Try to trade for him if you can, keep him, and just and wait for him to bounce back. He's got a great matchup this week against the Saints. Fabs, right now, who are your quarterbacks you have rated over Aaron Rodgers? Who would who would you play well, over the, Aaron Rodgers for this week? Just this week? Yeah, for just up? this week. Who do you have over Aaron Rodgers? No one. He's number. He's over RG3, over Matt Ryan this week, number Saints one. stink. That's going to be such a shootout. I Listen, everybody knows I love RG3. This week, I play Rodgers. Okay, if Rodgers has a down week this week, will you mm-hmm. be really concerned? I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams, so <laughs> no, I won't really be concerned. Wow, but, way to go, Mr. One-Way Street. Very but, nice. Um, no, I, I won't be concerned. Uh, he's still got some matchups coming down the stretch. And, again, people get all hung up on what this guy did last year, what this player did last year. Guess what? Rodgers was fantastic last year, probably not going to get there again. Drew Brees was fantastic last year, probably not going to get there again. Still going to put up excellent numbers. Rob Gronkowski, he didn't do anything last week, right? You have to temper your expectations. Cam Newton, our, we, we said this all along. These guys put up ginormous 
bananas stats last season. And it's going to be real hard to duplicate it. Can I hang on? Let me just say this. All right, Cam Newton played Tampa Bay, played the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. And played the Giants. Had a good game against the Saints. Okay? Yeah. That's a pretty mediocre to easy sledding for him. Aaron Rodgers played the 49ers, the Bears, and the Seahawks. Three of the top five defenses in the National Football League in his first three games. Tap the break. Okay, Aaron Rodgers' schedule gets a lot easier mm-hmm. from here. Okay, You're, I, I go through any quarterback in football schedule. The first three weeks, Jason, no one played the triumvirate of the 49ers, Bears, and Seahawks defense three weeks in a row. Elliot Harrison says tap the brakes, but we got Mike and Indy that has a big trade offer coming off on Monday Night Football. Mike, what's your offer? I got offered uh, Dennis Petta and Cedric Benson for uh, your Michael Finley. And uh, you know, Brandon Lloyd. Do so, it. Wow, that's pretty quick, Harrison. Well, there that's, you go. There's your answer. All right. There you look at Elliot Harrison. Jumping right to it. Why do you like it? Why do I like it? I like it because I've through preseason and through three weeks, I've, Dennis Pitta is a big part of that offense mm-hmm. in Baltimore. They keep going after him. He had a touchdown against New England, and I think through the first two weeks, he had 24 targets, which was like fifth most in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. I saw enough from Cedric Benson in Seattle. How do you slow down a pass rush? You run the football. Yes, yeah, Cedric Benson may not have wowed you with numbers, but they're playing up in Seattle. He was very effective. Again, this is where it helps watching the games. Cedric Benson showed me that he's going to be an every down back for them. Does that mean he runs for 1,500 yards? No. But it means that he's on the field that will catch some passes for you. And in a fantasy football league or a situation where we can't ever find enough good running backs and guys like Kevin Smith get zero carries for you in week three, you could plug Cedric Benson into your flex. Here's what I like about the deal is that Pitta is a guy that's getting the attention. Benson is on the way up. Jermichael Finley, if, if you're not nervous about Aaron Rodgers, you have to be nervous about his weapons because none of the guys have been even close to what they were a year ago. Same thing now Brandon Lloyd in New England. He's not been what they expect him to be. Brady is spreading the yeah, ball you know, around. Lloyd hasn't been terrible. Yeah, but he hasn't been. If you're in a PPR he league, be. he's been pretty good. But he just hasn't scored. I think that's going to change this week. I think he scores this week. Let me, so, let me. since we're in the cantina here, too, let mm. me just throw out a couple of other opinions that I need to get out while we're in the cantina because I can't do it later. Can we quit remaking good horror movies and just leave the original ones alone? I watched The Fog last night, the original one. It's mm-hmm. so good. Why'd they have to redo it? You know it? what movie I watched uh, this week was Cabin in the Woods. Wasn't that awesome? I told you to Number watch one, that like The blonde in that ago. movie is smoking hot, but it was, it was the funkiest horror movie you'll ever see. It's very strange. Cabin in the Woods was so good. It's so different. Joss Whedon is the guy who did it, who did Buffy and all that stuff um, on TV the last few years. But it was done so differently. There were so many funny lines in it. And it's one of those movies that it's going to open up and you're watching it and you go, did I rent the right movie or am I in the right theater? Because it doesn't open up how any horror movie you've it's ever totally seen strange. opens up. I'm like, oh my God. It opens up with Bradley no, no, Whitford from me. the West don't Wing. Don't tell me. Just so you know you're in the right movie. It opens up uh, with Bradley Whitford from the West Wing. And, and you're like, okay, no, all right, I'm in the right movie. Another, Cabin in the Woods was so much fun. Another movie that got remade, The Thing. The original one with Kurt oh, Russell was great. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That didn't get remade. That was actually a pretty prequel. good. No, it was, it was, a, it was a prequel, prequel to, the thing. to the original thing. It was a prequel. It was a to prequel the to the thing. Pre- right, prequel. Right. It was, well, I thought it was good. 
Oh, the thing was I mean, awesome. the thing was better, though. Oh, man. That the scene when they, got them all, the original? You know, when they got them all tied up and they're testing the blood to oh, see who's... Oh, man. Oh, that was so tense. Do we have a call on the line? I want a, I want a, a good horror movie suggestion that's a little under the radar. I want a deep sleeper You want a deep sleeper? And a 12-team horror Harry, movie league. You want, you want one that it will gross, gross you out for the rest of your life? Yeah. Oh, this sounds great. Good. ready? What? The yeah. reanimator? Human Centipede. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. I'm not seeing that. Just that title. I've not seen anything called Human Centipede. I want, Disgusting. I want to hear a I'm caller suggestion that. for a deep sleeper horror movie in a 12-team league, 12 half team point league? PPR. All right, I'll give you a let's go. let's go to Justin in Boston. If he doesn't have that, at least he's got questions about some guys we were talking about just a couple of seconds ago. Justin, what do you got? Hey, I got a trade question for you. Um, I was offered my choice of LaShore or Morris and Eric Decker, and I'd be giving up Welker and Beck. Welker and who? Bennett. Martellus, Martellus Bennett. Bennett. Martellus Bennett. Okay. Yeah, Bennett. If you need a, I love Mike Hellishore. Yeah. I mean, and Eric Decker, I think he's going to be fine. He had a better game last week. Welker. The thing with Welker is like, what scares me about Welker is that, okay, yeah, now he's sort of gangbusters and he's having a big game. And I benched him last week because he was horrible against the Ravens in his career. And of course, that comes back to bite me in the keister. But <laughs> when Hernandez comes back. And Edelman is healthy. Remember how Edelman left yep, the game last yep, week? Yep. What happens to Welker? Yep. I'm so little, here's I, what I, I do. Wonder, I wonder about that. If, if I'm if I'm Justin, here's what I do. I go to my waiver wire. I see if Heath Miller is still sitting out there. I pick him up and but, I make the deal. But remember that. Well, you can't play Heath Miller this remember week. Remember Miller's off this week. Fine. So, right. Fine. Okay. Fantasy future. Yeah. I, I, I'm... I know I'm probably in the minority on this, but I'm not in the minority. Rudolph, too. I'm not in the... But Rudolph, I think, has already been nabbed, in my opinion. But... I believe in what Matt Money Smith says on this deal. It's one week. Buys are one week. You know, like with your quarterback. If you start worrying about your bye week for a tight end, man, you're, you're gonna you're gonna have so much stress in your life. <laughs> you need to watch the Human Centipede. Well, oh I, my, I, I, no, it is. And actually, they came out with a with a sequel to that one too. Yeah. Human Centipede. So <laughs> it was so. Disgusting that it was in black and white. They couldn't show it in color. It was that disgusting. Wow. You, 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 you okay. Can I get a caller? Right, well, no, deep well, sleeper. I'm going to give you a deep pick. sleeper in a second. Just a little more on Welker. Is, is that Fabs? Now you, you and I have been talked talked about this for a couple weeks now. Is that Welker disappeared? And then Aaron Hernandez got hurt, and it was after that Welker caught his first pass of the game in Week 2, went up with 95 yards receiving. Did have a drop, but still had a pretty nice game. Had a really nice game last week with no Aaron Hernandez. So for the next four or five weeks, we know Aaron Hernandez is kind of a slow healer. He didn't come back last week, last year the way. So you'll be good for Welker for the next six weeks or so. It's like it's one of those front-loaded deals. You'll buy now, that's great, but you'll pay later because eventually Welker won't be putting up the numbers that he has once Hernandez gets back. Is producer Rob Tuze available? Mm-hmm. I wonder, I, I bet you Rob can can pull me up a good one, like I, Hellraiser let give, 3. Let me give you one first, and then, and then, and then Tuz can give us one. The Descent. I saw I saw Descent Two. No, yeah, no. Descent Two was absolutely awful. It was just a way to cash in on Descent One. You need to see the Descent. Okay, it's not you on Netflix. You need to see the Descent, and you need to see way the way it ends. They change the ending for American audiences, so you have to watch the ending, and then you have to go watch the real ending on YouTube. Okay. So, but the all way, you know, the, some studio executive says, "Oh no, we can't end the movie that way. We got to end it this way." So they ended it differently, and I'm like. The other way was so great, and yeah. you know, so you got to watch it on YouTube. All right, twos, what do you got? Is yours? 
Well, if you guys want something, this is going to be right up your alley here. Remember, I don't know the year. I'm going to say like 88, 89. So it's right in your wheelhouse. Shocker. Megadeth was on the. Was oh, part I of the remember soundtrack. that movie. That was. That you, was you're awful. looking for no, oh, you're, but you're God. looking for under the radar. You're looking I for am. you know those those sleeper horror picks. Shocker! Come on, anytime you deal with the paranormal and a dead person, that's a horror movie, and that tweaks with people's brains. That's what's going to get people scared in the theaters. You know, I thought too is that you were going to come with Rawhead Rex, uh, but no, but you didn't. No, no. And if nothing else, just for the soundtrack alone, I figured you guys of all people would appreciate Shocker. Oh, I remember that. Hey, song. I appreciate it. No more, Mister Nice Guy. Come on. Yep. Oh, yep. I remember that. I remember when that song was uh, playing on the radio. What's the matter, Smith? You're making faces. I just looked up the human centipede and what the plot of the movie is. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's oh terrible. My God. It is awful. The second one they say was so awful they couldn't even release it. Oh. Oh, Fabs, why would you bring that up? I Jeff, thought you were Jeff looking Talley. at my ex-girlfriend on Twitter. No. Talley, who's one of our producers here, told me, he's like, Fabs, you got to watch the human centipede. I said, all right, I'll watch it. No. So I watched, watched it. Watch, watch, and, watch uh, the trailer. It was That's it was guy. pretty disgusting. Never and then they came out with the again. second one, and it was the morbid curiosity ah, factor. Ah, I had to watch it, ah, and it was the dumbest POS ever. Ah, but it was ah, just awfully just disgusting. I, 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 disgusting. I think we got a break. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine. That, all right, but we have to end the fantasy cantina that way. Eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 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 nine six three two six eight two. Over the course of the next 45 minutes plus here, continue to answer all your fantasy questions as we get ready for week four. We'll continue to break down the mayhem and the fallout from Monday Night Football and also tell you more waiver wire to pickups this week. And we'll address coming up next how concerned we all are with the big injuries from this weekend. Spiller, Bush, Stafford, the Jets defense, more than that. It's NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Network and NFL.com here. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Answering all your fantasy questions, the phone number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. All the questions you need for fantasy dominance for week four and beyond are right here and right now we're going to take care of some of the big injuries we saw from last weekend and how they will play going forward get back into monday night football and tell you if you should pick up golden tate coming up in a bit but guys we saw three big stars get hurt on sunday to different effects here well actually we saw four one would is is darrell revis with the jets defense which we can get to in a bit but we saw cj spiller go down and Spiller it looked bad, his shoulder injury. However, Chan Gailey says he expects Spiller to miss at least this week, definitely, and then hopefully have him back in two weeks. Fred Jackson, practicing well ahead of schedule, is planning to come back this week, and now you have to shard choice who would be the number one running back if Fred Jackson can't come back this week. Fabs, how do you handle the situation? Uh, very carefully. Let's put it that way. I don't think Spiller's going to play this week, which means if Fred Jackson practices throughout the week and he doesn't have any setbacks and he's not limited, Fred Jackson's the play. But it's a risky play because it's a you, risky play because you don't know what sort of workload he's going to get as opposed to what they're going to use to chart choice. But remember, bye weeks. You've got Donald Brown out this week. The Steelers running backs, which aren't helping you, but potential flex option at least mm-hmm. in Donald Brown, and you're dealing with more committees. Based on injuries. In New York, Bradshaw was the guy. Guess what? 
could be a committee there now uh, in New York with Andre Brown playing so well over the last couple of There'll weeks. There'll be a committee with the Jets now, Sean Green. The Jets, Powell. exactly. You read my mind. They're already talking about Sean Green losing some early down work to Bilal Powell, maybe even Joe McKnight. But Sean Green, he is, you know, he is what he is. He's he's not that good. Sorry, Jason. Uh, well, you're not telling me something you, I don't if, know. If you if you drafted him <laughs> any, anything more than a flex option, then you, you were in trouble to begin with. But Stewart, Jonathan Stewart's going to come back this week. So, okay, well, which one of these Carolina running backs do I do I start? Playing fantasy football at the running back position, especially at the running back position, has become harder than I can ever remember it being. Mm. Harrison, you, you know, remember the day when it was oh. Barry Sanders and Dorsey Levins and Emmett Smith and Priest Sean Holmes. Alexander, Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson and Marshall Falk and Ladanian Tomlinson and heck, what life was good. You knew that your running back was going to get the lion's share of the carries unless he got hurt or the team was blown out and they rested him in the second half, uh, which wasn't the typical scenario. Now, you may as well just throw you know just th- throw coins in the air and whatever comes down. Oh well, okay, well I'll start Stewart this week. It's that difficult in a lot of these situations. That's why I think it makes sense to play fantasy football with either three receivers or two flex or even two tight ends. I would even be fine with that uh, because that that relates to football reality a lot more than the two running back system does. I mean, I know no one wants to play in a two tight end league, right? But isn't that a lot more analogous to what's going on in the league right now? there's There's actually a lot of leagues now where... You start one running back, and you have, like, three flex spots. So you can basically do whatever you want to do. Yeah, one of my leagues is you just play five OPs. You know, whatever combination of guys you want. You know what's interesting is, you know, on the other room of our podcast studio, I can see Darren Sharper's silhouette. And I tell you, the guy, he still works out. I'm, I, You know, like, I thought that once you retired, you quit working out, you eat, you know, cheese puffs on your couch, maybe some oatmeal cream pies, you know. Am I oh, crazy? Do you make oatmeal there. cream pies anymore? They do make oatmeal cream pies. They do pies. make them? I'm stocked with a couple. By the way, we, we've Hello, got everyone. all kinds of former players here. Have you seen Heath Evans? He's like this. His, <laughs> his biceps are bigger than my, bigger than my head. Yeah, he, 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 he you know? trains a lot more than I do. What's going on? Well, hey, what's up, fellas? Darren Sharper, who used to score a lot of fantasy points for us when he was playing with the Packers I think when defense I started, and the Vikings I defense. I played so long ago that they just started getting defensive fantasy points when I played. That's the first year they probably started doing that. But I think now defenses are more respected in the fantasy than it was when I started playing and was getting those well, points. Well, the Seahawks were sure last night. And you won, right? Because Lynch didn't have 20 yes, points. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I didn't won. think he would. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I bet you a lot of I'm 3-0. A lot of rookie quarterbacks are happy you're not playing because you had that season in 08 where you just you, – Oh, man. Rookie quarterbacks were just – you just went through and you just ripped right through them. Yeah, well, you, you <laughs> know – I heard it's, you and I can repeat the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please do. But, you know, oh, wait. What did you, ha- you take? Like, how, how many rookie quarterbacks did you take oh, to the man. house? Four? Four. I think I had four. should have been five, I believe. They called – he wasn't a rookie, Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got him, and they, they, they called that back due to a penalty, and I'm still upset with my man Jonathan Vilma about that one <laughs> uh, because that one would have tied me with the record. I thought that was against Sanchez. No, that was against no. uh, Eli. But Sanchez, I got him twice, and he yeah. was really, yep. And, you know, I just love to pray, and, you know, I can be part predator, and I like praying on young quarterbacks because of the fact that they didn't have the, the experience that older quarterbacks had as far as they didn't know how to use their eyes right and I don't know what it was but I played quarterback when I was young so I just felt like I had a natural instinct to know what a quarterback was going with the football and uh it worked well for me I could read a guy's eyes and uh tell what they wanted to do 
I was so mad that because I was in the Jets, it started out great, and you guys had started out great. We waited, the Jets winning, and they were playing the well, win, and I'm like, you? yeah, we're going to get points here. <laughs> and he threw that pick six, and I said, oh, that's it, because because <laughs> you guys once you got down by a touchdown or ten points, that was it. Nobody was coming back. I know, I know. Nobody was, was coming. A, that back. was a defensive struggle, oh. and uh, we won that one. That was a good, great game for us. We're going to have to break and and uh, come back with you here, but I do have some questions on last night's game. Okay. Specifically, I want to get your opinion as a former Packer. I'm just warning you right now. Yeah, right. we'll talk about the Saints being zero Three, what's going on with their offense? Darren Sharper's here with us here at NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210, XM87. NFL Fantasy Live brings you all the access and information from the NFL Network right to your radio on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Network and NFL.com as we talk Monday Night Football and beyond. Joined by Darren Sharper in here with us in studio, hanging out. And I'll tell you, Darren, you know, number one topic of last night, obviously everybody is talking about it. It's the Monday Night Game, the final play. Now, take me through this as a DB, because I would have to think a defensive back would be the most upset about this, seeing as how there's no way you could say Golden Tate ever had the football. There's, no, I, I don't understand how that, how the, we call it that. Nobody can. Take me through what, what you saw on the play. You know, initially when I saw the Hail Mary being thrown and I saw J.D. Jennings going up for the ball. M.D. Jennings. M.D. Jennings, yeah. excuse me. My first initial thought is, knock it down. That's all you have to do. And I'm a person that's, you know, cut and dry. X plus Y equals Z. You take out that Y, X does not equal Z. So you knock that ball down, you don't have to deal with all this. But since it's good for discussion, we'll talk about <laughs> now I how we're feeling. So I, you fail stats, well, yeah. you know, so did I. I just had someone do my work for I me. had the calculator, though, the little right. TI-81, the one that you could do all the yeah. cosine over. But, you know, when I, when I saw that, it, it just made me think, okay, it's so subjective. And we've seen a lot of plays from these referees come down to – did I see it one way? Did you see it another way? But people that watch football as much as we do, we look at the play and we see one guy who has control of the football, and even though another guy is touching, whether it's an a inch of the football, the, touching the leather by an inch with one hand and maybe have another hand underneath but doesn't really have control, is it categorized as simultaneous? So you go to the rule book, and we can go to a court of law. You know, I would love to be a lawyer and be to go through this discussion and say, well, it is simultaneous. If you're sitting here right now, you're holding on to your iPhone. Put two hands on it. Watch out, Elliot. You're going to ruin that And iPhone. I touch it like this. No, who, who, has, who has it? <laughs> he still has the iPhone. You have your finger on it. But, but both of us have it. Uh, well, because you're stronger than he is, I would, I would take you in a fight. <laughs> but, but I have two hands yeah, on it, my and he has two hands bigger on than his it. Well, it was more like <laughs> Jennings right had the ball and Tate had Jennings. Yeah, yeah you know? That's was, sort of yeah. what it was like, right? But, I mean, that's it, what I tweeted you know, last night. <clears throat> but the thing about it is that, okay, the referees, they're coming from out of, they're out of position. That's one, one of the theories of it, too. So they didn't get a chance to see as Jennings had the ball at the apex of the jump, and as they come down, going to Tate's they started wrestling for it. By the time they come over, you see both guys with a football. Whether one guy has better position than the other, you don't know. Like you talk about who's stronger, they could the referee could have said like, "Well, I think Golden Tate, if they continue to wrestle, will get this ball out." But it is simultaneous. So next thing you know, he rules touchdown. Everyone at home saw. I know <laughs> Jennings with the ball initially. How, you, how, how do you feel if you're the referee that actually did? call uh, that it was the, the touchdown and he's getting his picture taken in all these different areas you see it all over oh, the site boy. but yeah. there was the other referee who actually 
didn't think it was a touchdown. Yeah. He was the correct. He made the correct yeah. call. Yeah. And he's still probably getting killed all over the place uh, right. because of the whole outrage. And, and you know what? What gets me on it is that the the misinformation that came out because right after the game was over, we heard from officials that said possession can't be looked at for instant replay. We we're like, oh, okay, well, so it's the bad call on the field, but they looked mm-hmm. at it, they got it. But then then we find out, no, 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 you can look at possession in the end zone on instant replay. Yeah, so man. then suddenly it, it, it takes off again. You can't overturn the rule though, the ruling on the field. You can see what the possession was, but you can't overturn it. If they say it was a touchdown and you go to the booth, only thing they're trying to, I guess, make sure they verify is that someone caught it. Someone caught the ball. And if I'm not, can't say and, if, possession. and if I'm not mistaken, the league stance on this had nothing to do with possession. They said it was the wrong call because it was pass interference. Oh, that was that right. was But that can't be reviewed. Right, yeah. but also, I mean, I mean, how many of these Hail Mary scrums have you sort of been in in your career? Oh, boy. Like, don't they bite and punch and <laughs> everything they else? They do it all. Right? They do it all. That's like, I mean, that's like, you know, going into a, a cave and, you know, a bunch of, well, I don't know, tigers, whatever. You're not coming out <laughs> unscathed. You're not going to come out unscathed. You go into that jump ball for at the end of the game when the guys are trying to catch, that, catch the football to win the game. I mean, they're pushing, clawing, scratching, doing whatever mm-hmm. they can do, trying to get positioning. But the fact of the matter is, is that, the execution of that play, and I go back to talk about the formula. If he knocks the ball down, the play is executed right. We don't talk about all this, and they win that game. They're, we go through every Saturday morning, we go through this drill, last play of the game drill, Hail Mary drill, whatever you want to call it. And there's one guy who Jennings was, he's the jumper. He's the guy that's designated to go up and knock that ball down. The rest of the guys that come into the, pop, <clears throat> into the circle where the, the, the jump is going to happen box out. So you have defenders boxing out, and you have one guy that's designated as a jumper. Then offense guys, whatever they want to do, they're doing. But if you have that and you execute that right, as we saw the Patriots, excuse me, the Giants do in the Super Bowl on the last play that Tom Brady threw, they all go up and knock the ball down, and it's over. You don't have a guy going up trying to catch the ball because if you do that, you give the offense an opportunity to get their hands on it. You, get, you might get a carom. The ball might bounce up. And next thing you know, it could be like the Tennessee play in which a guy knocked it in the air, guy mm-hmm. catches it, and it's a touchdown. Yeah. Basically, yeah, but, two Hail Marys for a touchdown in two days. Yeah. Yeah, but, but let me throw that in. And we're talking with Darren Sharper here as we talk about the big play that ended Monday Night Football last night. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, NFL Fantasy Live. Does that maybe play in his mind a little bit? Because that was a big highlight. Everybody mm-hmm. saw the big knockdown, but Titus Young catches it, falls in the end zone. Would, if you had seen that play... You know, going in, and then you were playing a game the next night, and then the Hail Mary comes. Does something instinctively say, no, catch it because I saw this happen, no. and, it didn't, and it didn't go no, that way? No, not at all, because the Tennessee guy executed it wrong also. He's not the jumper. He's coming from the field of play. He's not in the end zone coming back forward to knock the ball down. That's what coaches always tell us. Move forward. Don't ever be backing up because you're not going to be able to jump and get the force to get up as high as you possibly can. You want to be coming forward so that you jump up, knock that ball down. That linebacker was coming from the foot of play. He was coming from covering somebody. I have no idea why he jumped up and tried to even put a hand on that football. So that was executed wrong too. It's one guy that's designated as the jumper. He comes from deep to short. Jumps up, knocks the ball down. Everyone else on the defense is boxing out in case he does knock it down and the guy is a chance someone else might get it. They knock it down again. So that's, that's how it's supposed to be executed, and they did not execute it right. I actually felt sorry for Jennings on this play because <clears throat> I don't think he could have swatted the ball down. There are too many hands on it. No, he, he was the highest guy, though. Even if he, even <clears throat> if he pushed down on the ball... It would have landed on in somebody. There were too many guys that had their hands. The way the ball – I mean, Russell Wilson threw a good Hail Mary, mm-hmm. by the way, just FYI. No, there's a certain skill to throwing a Hail mm-hmm. Mary pass. 
The second thing is when he came down, his feet, he didn't land in a way where he could get any traction. Mm -hmm. If you're landing with the ball and somebody else is trying to wrestle it from me, if your feet have traction, you can push off on it and just jerk the ball out of their hands because he Mm -hmm. clearly had better control of the ball. You know what I mean? But the way that they were lying down, there was no way he could really wrestle the ball away. You can't wrestle the ball away from somebody when you're flat on your back. You know what I mean? I've been in that situation numerous times, and I think I have about 10 interceptions at the end of the half. Many times have I went up and I was in a crowd, I was able to catch it, control the football. Uh, Most of the times that I caught it, I was by myself. There's not been one time when I go up and it's in a crowd and I go and knock that ball down where someone catches it. That won't happen. If that does happen, that's one time it might happen in a century. So that's the, the chances of that happening are very slim to none. As far as when he gets the ball, now that takes a veteran knowledge to get the ball. Like you said, he has it and has control, and he does not use his force to snatch it away. That's something that comes with experience. So mm-hmm. if, if he is going to catch it and he does feel another guy on, have hands on the football, you are supposed to snatch, turn, do whatever you can because you're not worried about controlling the ball. Then you just want to get it away from the well, offensive guy. But he like was also he back. was also leaning forward because like his jump was forward, so he catches the ball. But Golden Tate is kind of going straight up into him, so he's got mm-hmm. more leverage. Whereas he's kind of lost because he's left his feet. So now he's trying to grab the ball. But when he, you saw the foot, when, really when you saw pull. the foot, when you saw on a replay, who who looked like they had control, more control over the football? Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. So if I have more control of the football, I can snatch that ball out and. No one's going to get it. The same thing if you got, if someone try to take some candy from you and you snatch it, it's going to be gone. He's not going to hold. If I don't get it, he doesn't get it. I will say that's this. the theory. If, the, if at the moment when they hit the ground, if the first thing that Jennings did was try to wrestle the ball away, then I think it would have changed the call on the field. But 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 before we spend way too long in that one play, just one other thought. There's no such thing as spending too long yeah. in this play. There's well, no such thing. We talked about because we are a fan. Just because we are a, a fantasy show, I thought the Packers' most effective player on offense last night was Cedric Benson. I think he's a good guy going mm-hmm. forward. What did you think seeing that game? I, I, I definitely agree with you on that, Elliot. I, I believe that Cedric Benson needs to be utilized more early and often. I think that's going to set up so much more that this team wants to do. The thing that the Packers get caught, and a lot of teams do, when you have a an elite quarterback, you know that I can always lean on him to beat teams. And you have elite receivers. They have about four or five receivers on the Packers that could be starters in any team in the, fo- in the NFL. So Coach McCarthy, when he analyzes games and they go and study tape, he always thinks in the back of his head, I know Aaron can just pick these guys apart. So he can't go against his nature of wanting to utilize him mm-hmm. as much. You have to really rain, pull the reins in and, and just say, okay, I'm going to play smart football, open up the game a lot easier by running the football, Make them a little bit tighter. Make them linebackers come up. Make those secondary guys get a little bit nosier so that I can utilize Aaron Make Moore. the pass rushers make, think yeah, before and, they just peel and, after the quarterback. And, and also get a chance to get the ball down the football field make big plays. That's something we have not seen from this Packer team this year is the, those long plays down the football field. And I think it's because teams are sitting back now. They don't expect the Packers to run the football. But the way they came out in the second half, was a good sign for them. It will be interesting to see if they utilize that against the Saints, who we know have been like running through water. It's just been easy to run rush the football against them. Let's talk about your fantasy team. You said you're three and zero. Yes, I am. Undefeated. Okay. Who's uh, humble brag? Who's on the squad? <laughs> humble brag. Who's on the squad? Uh, my quarterback. I have Eli. I have Ray Rice. Great pickups. Tony Gonzalez, who's been oh, very he's productive. Been yeah, he has. He's mm-hmm. The age ageless one. Yeah. Um, my defense is the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Baronis as my kicker. 
Um, you got to get rid of him. Really? Yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> he, not in fantasy anymore. You know nah. what's funny with the kickers? Like, the young guys are putting up numbers like this Justin Tucker in Baltimore. I can't oh, say the Walsh? kid's last name. Yeah, Blair, Blair Walsh. Walsh. The kid's yeah. last name in St. Louis, Greg. Zerline. Zerline, is that what it is? He's, okay. been, he's been really good, too. Yeah. Well, he's, he's been pretty productive for me so far. I think that. Who else uh, you got? You have Percy Golden Harvin. Tate, right? Golden no. Tate is your wide receiver. I wish. He was golden. <laughs> he was very golden. Percy Harvin. Uh, I just picked up Antonio Brown. Hopefully he can get into the end zone. He gets a lot of yards, but he, he doesn't really you just score. just picked up Antonio Brown? Yeah. One of my friends, he thinks he's like a general manager for real. Like he takes this <laughs> serious, serious, serious. I mean, he's at work. Now, you, this is what you guys do. So this is your job. But he's at another job, and all he is thinking about is his fantasy lineup. He has done the most. <laughs> trades out of, out of anyone in the history of our league. Through three weeks, I believe he has already executed six trades. Oh, man. No, no, wow. come on. Now, he's definitely yeah, But he trying. keeps getting guys to do it with him. I mean, he's traded like... I love making trades today. He tried. This weeks. is what he offered me today. He said, let me get Big Ben. I said, uh, okay, who are you going to send me? Um, and he said, oh, but really? I was like, what? I, I can't hear you. Who? He said, really? really? I said, who's that? <laughs> he said, really? The running back for the Patriots? I said... <laughs> I said, are you serious? You're going to offer me Steven Ridley for Ben Roethlisberger. I said, go ahead, send me the trade. I want, I want to analyze it. <laughs> Man, that's a waste of time. So another uh, – let's let's stick on this uh, New England Patriots backfield here for a second because everyone, I think, in the fantasy world was shocked when Ridley was on the bench more often than not last week. I was And it was too. Danny Woodhead who was carrying the load. After Ridley in the first couple of games – was the main ball carrier, and fantasy owners are always wondering, you know, how do I how do I know when a certain situation like this is going to happen? And we tell them we don't unless we're unless we're in locker rooms and we see game plans coming up. Right? They basically did what, Darren? They wanted a, a change of pace back, so they utilized Woodhead more than they used Ridley. I, you know what I I think it is? It's just the fact that's the Patriot way, and we've seen that in the history of Coach Belichick and the way they utilize their backs. Even you go back to the days when they had the big bruisers, um, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Mm-hmm. They, they did not use him. They gave him at most 20 carries a game, and they also would use Kevin Falk. So it was kind of a combination there. I don't know what it is because, like you said, you see Stephen Ridley, and he was so effective in the early those first two games, and then they go against Baltimore. You would think you want to have a guy that can pound the ball against the Ravens defense and use Danny Woodhead. But I saw that last year with Ben Jarvis Green Ellis because I had him on my team last year. <laughs> and I was confused. I know he scored a touchdown, so I wasn't too upset. But then it was sometimes when, you know, he wasn't even getting any carries a game. And then when they got to the red zone, you put Danny Woodhead in to be your pounding, your pound, your, your big back to score in the red zone. And mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense to me. But I, like you said, that's the only way you can assume or try to predict what they're going to do is just look at the trend and what they've done in the past yeah. and just think that's the Patriot way. They do not ever just lean on one back to be their main guy. They like to use a committee. The only things that I could think of was that either Ridley had a really bad week of practice Mm -hmm. or that they weren't doing as many two tight end sets because Winslow was new to the team. Maybe they play uh, Woodhead more when they go multi-wide receivers, and when they do two tight ends, they go with Ridley. You know, in more of a power uh, package. I, I couldn't figure it out either. All right, it's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Elliot Harris, and Michael Fabiano. Thanks to Darren Sharper for stopping by. Man, appreciate your time. Yeah, man. I look forward to talking to you. You guys stay cool in the dungeon, man. (laughs) Coming up next, your final thoughts as you get ready for week four in the NFL. Big guys to pick up for this week. Injuries to watch out for. It's NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87.
If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network, NFL.com, here for all your fantasy needs. 888-XM-FANTASY is the number. Get you some free agent pickups, talk about some injuries over the next few minutes here on the show. And Tim in South Carolina has a waiver wire question. Tim, what do you got for this week? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what do you got? Man, it's crazy. Uh, I have to say real quick, uh, you had Dennis Sharper on. I live in South Carolina, but uh, I'm originally from New Orleans. I'm a big Saints fan, so it was pretty cool listening to him. He's but, a great uh, guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm in the number two spot for my waiver. I'm in a 14-team league, so I'm trying to decide how strategic I want to be, if I want to wait or not. It's a half uh, half PPR. Um, you know, there's not much out there to charge ways. Um, there's Lamar Miller. Uh, I'm probably that um, the Jets guy, Powell, he's probably out there. There's also Arizona D. I have Cleveland and Philly right now. So I consider uh, that as an, as an option. Arizona's uh, defense, absolutely. Dude, I, w- I want you to do me a big favor. As soon as you hang up the phone, I want you yep. to find Arizona defense on that waiver wire. I want you to drag your mouse and the little arrow over it and click submit like 500 times until you're absolutely sure <laughs> that you got Arizona's defense. Because they're playing Miami this week, okay? They got the St. Louis Rams next week. Uh, that's that's two great matchups for the Cardinals' defense right there, just right off the bat. You got to do that. All right. So even though know, I need, I'm like hurting all that at running back. You would definitely use that wave a lot on Arizona. Then. Well, well, unless there's somebody the great on the waiver back, wire. Here's the thing at running back. Okay, if Lashore is there, then you use it to grab him, but he might not be. Daniel yeah, Thomas. Fine. All right, Daniel Thomas did get the bulk of the carries, but he fumbled in the third quarter. He sat down. Lamar Miller came in, played down the stretch a lot. Tashard Choice, maybe for a one-week thing, he might get. You know, he might be a guy that carries the football because you don't know about Fred Jackson. Spiller looks like he's out, but you know, those are guys you can. I don't know. You're not going to get the value you are if you're going to pick up the Cardinals. Yeah, defense. Ryan Williams, I would, I would pick up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Beanie well, yeah, Well seems like he's a forgotten guy. Yeah, I have I, Williams, Dave Wilson, I have uh, Turbin, um, but my running backs pretty much that had been starting is Foles and uh, Hillis, and Hillis sucks and is not going to be playing probably. <laughs> Welcome so, to fourteen uh, team fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, if you want to take a shot in the dark and pick up Mike Goodson because Darren McFadden yeah. has a history of getting hurt, but other than that, when you're in a deep league. It's rough. And yeah. Shot in the Dark, incidentally, was a great Ozzy Osbourne song. Very just, good song. Just saying. It wasn't a good Pink Panther movie, but it was a good Ozzy Osbourne yeah. song. All right, let's talk. We, we're talking injuries here, guys. We, we talked about C.J. Spiller. Looks like he's going to miss a week. You know, Reggie Bush looks like he's going to miss at least this week. But right now he's officially questionable. Matthew Stafford left the game for the Lions on Sunday. You know, he got hurt running for a first down, then tried to run down a pick six. He came out. Sean Hill played really well. I'm not starting Sean Hill. Obviously, you're not picking up Sean Hill. Nope. He came in and threw for 170 yards and two touchdowns in about eight minutes. I'm not. I'm not picking him up. He's got a great matchup this week. I'm not knee jerking it. I I think you could get Christian Ponder instead, and I'd rather go with Ponder, a guy that's going to have value going forward. Fab's picking up uh, Sean Hill. I think he's a viable option if Stafford is out for sure. I think Ponder is a more attractive option based on the matchup, and they're actually playing. And I think Ponder is available. But I think Sean Sean Hill is definitely available. No, I think Ponder is available. He is, no doubt. All right, you got a couple of guys available there. It's been Series 210XM87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. This is NFL Fantasy Live, Series XM Sports Radio. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.